In this episode, we look at how to trust your gut. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big big. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are looking at uh, the process of trusting your gut. We're going to talk about what exactly that means, what your gut is, quote unquote. Uh, We're going to look at how to go about developing your trust in your gut and how to uh, improve the instincts that you have. Uh, And we're going to ultimately try to push you in the direction of trusting yourself a little bit more. So this should be a cool episode to dive into. Hopefully it is valuable to some of you. Now, before we jump in, if you haven't already, join us over on the YouTube at youtube.com slash Greg Clunas. If you're watching on YouTube, remember to drop a comment on the video so that I can converse with you, I can connect with you. I'd love the chance to do that. Let's jump into it. So the first thing we have to talk about when we're looking at trusting our gut is understanding what exactly our gut is, right? What does that mean exactly? Well, what it comes down to ultimately is pattern recognition, right? Our bodies and our minds have been in certain situations over and over and over again, and it's sort of constantly looking for that pattern to emerge. It's looking for that same or similar situation to pop up so that it it knows how to react to it, right? It knows what is going to happen in this scenario. It knows what to do in this scenario. And so it sees the pattern and it starts sending you signals saying, hey, this is this is that pattern. This is that thing. Here's how you should react, right? And recently I found an article on Psychology Today by Al Pitampali. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I'm going to link to the article in the description of this episode. So be sure to Uh, Check that full article out. I highly recommend it. But uh, he has a really good way of describing this that I think drives the point home even more. So let's jump to that. Quote, intuition comes from patterns we've identified in our past experiences. From the time we are born, we constantly seek out patterns in our environment. We see two plus two constantly paired with the number four. We notice that spotted long-necked animals are called giraffes. We learn that every time someone, our spouse, our boss, our parole officer says we need to talk, what usually follows is never good news. End quote. Shout out to Al Pitampali for that. Again, I'm linking to the full article in the description of this episode. But his point is very basic. Our bodies and our minds are constantly searching for those patterns so that it knows how to react or knows what to expect from that situation. That allows us to spend less time processing. It allows us to spend less energy worrying about what's going to happen and considering all the alternatives because we know within a reasonable degree of certainty what is going to happen based on a situation that we've already experienced. That response, that feeling, that's what your gut is. It's that intuitive feeling that something isn't quite right. It's that uh, base level understanding that if you don't do something or if you don't act in a certain way or if you don't say something, you'll regret it. Something negative will come from it. And of course, it doesn't always have to be extreme, right? It's not every single day that we're walking through the streets of New York City and we have a gut feeling that someone in front of us is from the mob. 
And of course, it doesn't have to be that extreme, right? It's not every single day that we have a gut feeling that uh, we might end up dead or something bad might happen to us. But that gut instinct does come from a recognition that there is a pattern here. Something we've seen before or something we have recognized in the past is showing up again and our brains are trying to tell us, hey, look out, this pattern is here. Here's how we react to that. So now that we understand what intuition actually is, what do we do to learn how to listen to it? How do we actually listen to our guts? Well, the first thing we need to do is to slow down. So many of us get caught up in the pace of everyday lives. We get caught up in everyone else's paces. We allow other people to set the pace and then just follow it. Ultimately, that's not something that leads to uh, uh, giving yourself the time to actually listen to yourself and feel that gut feeling, recognize that instinct that is popping up for you. And this is why a lot of scam artists, a lot of uh, people that are looking to do wrong by you tend to try to keep things moving. They want to stop you from slowing down. They want to stop you from recognizing the signals that you're feeling. They keep things moving along. They are on to the next thing and the next thing. They speak quickly. Their biggest goal is to stop you from taking the time you need to actually assess the situation. Because the minute you do, you'll hear that gut instinct. But if you are constantly wrapped up in the pace they set for you, you won't be able to hear it. So the first step to actually trusting your gut and listening to it is to slow the situation down. Step away if you need to. Put a pause on it. This is why uh, things like a 24-hour rule on buying something works. Why is that? Because we probably have a gut feeling that this isn't the right thing. This isn't the thing we want to buy. We don't want to spend our money on this thing. We have that feeling because in the moment, the marketing and the salespeople and the entire situation around it is truly designed to just get us to take the action. It just wants us to push forward. If we put a rule on it of we're not going to buy anything for 24 hours after deciding we want something, that forces the process and the timeline to slow down. It forces us to listen to our gut more. If we emerge from that still wanting to buy that thing, then it's probably a better decision. So that's step number one is to slow down the situation. Step number two is to actually ask yourself the question, what is my gut telling me? Many times... We just ignore the signals. We've slowed things down and we can sort of feel maybe we're, we're not feeling right about something, but we push forward anyway. Why is that? Because our gut can't put it into words. It's not crystal clear sometimes what it is we actually feel about something. So we need to actually do that. We need to actually disconnect from the situation, i.e. slow it down, and then ask ourselves, what is my gut telling me? What do I feel about this? What is actually happening right now? What do I want in this scenario? By asking the question, you force yourself to translate what your gut is trying to warn you into actual language so that you can recognize it and become conscious of it. You bring the reaction from the subconscious layer to the conscious layer, something you can actually act on and react to, something you understand inherently without having to guess and check. So you have to actually ask the question. It's not just about feeling it and maybe sometimes being able to act in, in accordance with that feeling. Like, 
put it into the conscious layer. Understand what your gut is actually trying to tell you. Make it into language. That should help you to better recognize what the patterns are actually screaming at you so that you can take the right actions. Now, when we get back, we're going to dive into the last two pieces of this process to help you trust your gut better. So stick around for that. We're back. We're talking about how to trust your gut, how to improve that relationship with your gut. And we've already talked about what exactly intuition actually is. We've talked about why you need to slow down the process. We've talked about why you need to actually ask the question, what is my gut telling me? And now the third piece of advice is you have to cut out the noise. Remember that shady sales scam guy that we talked about earlier? His number one job, his only job, is to get you into a buying pattern, get you into his pacing that leads to a sale. As long as you are following his pacing, as long as you're moving along with him or her, you're going to buy. Your job is to slow that down, step away from the pacing. Your job is to ask yourself what your gut is actually saying. But when you're trying to do this, he's going to be right in your ear. He's going to be trying to get you to stop. He's going to get try to get you back on his pacing. Why? Because he wants the sale. He wants your money. That's his job. That's what he is here for, to disrupt your own relationship with your gut so that you end up making a bad purchase that is great for him. So the thing you need to actually do, like, yes, you got to slow it down. You got to step back. Yes, you got to ask yourself what it is you actually feel about this, what your gut is telling you. But you also have to block out the noise because that noise, it'll stop you from getting the actual answer. That noise is there to get you back on the pacing. So this might come in the form of them throwing discounts at you and throwing deals and low interest rates if this is like a car sale or something like that, right? They're gonna do what they can to get you away from your own inner thoughts and your gut feelings back into their pacing. And ultimately, that's what things like discounts, free shipping, like all of that stuff, like that's what that's about. It's to disrupt that gut feeling of maybe this isn't the right time. Maybe this isn't the purchase yet. Maybe this isn't quite what I'm looking for. So you have to be able to block out that noise. And that's a difficult task. That's not easy to do, but it is necessary. And then finally, number four in this process is uh, a little counter to the narrative we have come up with thus far. But don't be afraid to change your mind. A lot of people make decisions, and because that decision was made, they end up feeling like they have to move with the pacing of that decision. Now, sometimes you'll stop, you'll listen to your gut, you'll hear what it has to say, and you'll make a decision based on that. And it's not the right decision. Maybe it was wrong about what the pattern was that was actually popping up. Maybe this is a new situation, and it just seems like a situation you've been in in the past. And that's okay. It's okay to be wrong on those uh, uh, situations. Your gut is not foolproof. It can't tell everything at all times. What it is trying to do is recognize patterns and give you hints about what you should do based on a pattern. But if that pattern turns out to not be there, if it turns out that it just looked like the pattern, that's okay. But that means being willing 
to change your mind, to admit when you're wrong. Maybe you judge somebody too quickly. You met them at a party and they seemed like a particular type of person that maybe you haven't liked in the past or haven't had a great relationship with in the past. And you judge them based exclusively on your pattern recognition of this kind of person. And then you found out later on, this is a totally different kind of person. You judge them too soon. That pattern wasn't actually there. Well, now you've got to be willing to admit, hey, you know what? I was wrong about this person. Uh, this is not the type of person I thought it was. This person's actually pretty cool. And maybe, just maybe, I was wrong about this other person too. Maybe there's no actual pattern there at all. Maybe I'm the one that is judging too quickly. Now, that's obviously a hypothetical, but I've had that experience. I'm sure many of you listening to this have had that experience, but that's a very, very likely scenario where you trust your gut, it ends up wrong, and then for many of you, myself included, by the way, even though we now recognize this is not that type of person, we still, still don't really like them. Why is that? Because we made the decision. We decided early on, yeah, we don't like that person. They're that kind of person. And so that feeling sticks around. It's in the back of our head. And every time we're around that person, we just get that little icky vibe, right? Even though we know they're not that person. And probably a few years down the line, we won't even be able to explain why we don't like them. We just don't. You've got to be willing to admit when you're wrong, and you have to be willing to change your mind on things. Your gut cannot be 100% right, and that's okay. It's there to help you. It's not a crystal ball. So I hope this was helpful to you. Just to recap really quickly, the four quick steps to help you improve your relationship to your gut is to, one, slow down, step away from the situation, get out of the pacing, two, Listen to yourself. Actually ask yourself what it is that you're feeling about a situation. Three, block out the noise because there will be a lot of noise trying to get you back onto the pacing. And four, admit when you're wrong and change your mind. I hope this was helpful to you. If you haven't already, find us over on YouTube at youtube.com slash Greg Clunas. I'd love to connect with you there. Drop a comment down below. If you are already watching on the video, you're dope. I appreciate you. Uh, I've been Greg Clunas. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you're tuning in. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.